הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שלכנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני הפרה הקדוש משה בארץ המה, ובפרה לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל ומכוחו, כמו הרבנו נחל ומפגמן שמחה. נא נח 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 With regard to the discussions that are related to certain lessons in Nikutei Moran or in different places across Rabbeinu's teachings. Lesson 136. This, uh, we're going to discuss what is applicable to the lesson that starts with a phrase in Yeshaya. As it taught in lesson 172 of Nikutei Moran. Rabbanu is going to discuss, Rabbi Natan is going to write some background information of what happened uh, around this lesson, what really ha- uh, happened surrounding uh, this lesson before, after, whatever it might be. I heard from one of his holy followers that uh, he heard from his holy mouth with a greater explanation, a little bit of more explanation. discussed over there in the lesson that a person needs to Um, completely nullify each and every single evil trait until he completely nullifies everything entirely. Meaning that you're supposed to remove all your evil traits, your lusts, your evil desires until you become absolutely nothing. That literally means like bitul. It means you're nullified completely until you become nothing. Because in the beginning, when a person wants to remove something, remove an evil desire, you need to nullify this evil trait until he becomes... Until this becomes like nothing, meaning that it doesn't exist. And then afterwards, once you nullify one trait, you go to another trait and you try to nullify that one. For example, if you want to focus on nullifying uh, the sexual desire, you first try to attack this one. You pray, you pray, you pray, you pray until you nullify it. And then once you defeat that, then you go to the next one. Maybe it's food to try to eat in holiness, try to get to the point where you actually desire. You don't even desire food into the same way that a, that a normal human does, that you eat just to the bare minimum and that you find all the sparks within the food, that you, that you eat solely to elevate the letters within the food. It becomes a totally different uh, level. And then when you do that, then you go to the next one until you nullify every single evil trait. <clears throat> So then you nullify another trait until that becomes nothing. And then you nullify every single other trait until they don't even exist. As if it never even existed. And according to how we nullify each and every single trait, the way we nullify each and every single evil trait will determine how much we we illuminate and we reveal the honor of Hashem. Meaning the more you nullify these evil desires from within you, the more you actually glorify Hashem's honor. You glorify Hashem within the world. Because the essence of light is God's honor. When we say light of Hashem, we're referencing Hashem's kavod. That the earth shall illuminate, shall be illuminated from God's kavod. That What illuminates the earth is Hashem's kavod. And of course, you cannot illuminate anything. Illuminate means to add light. So kavod adds light. But the only way to, to greaten Hashem's kavod is to nullify your desires, which maximizes Hashem's kavod. Make yourself small. Maximize the honor of God. This is hinted to in Lesson 6 of Likutim Oran. Rabbi Ben-Hu says that the only way to maximize Hashem's kavod is to, um, 
stay silent in the face of embarrassment because by staying silent when you're embarrassed, you essentially flush out all the evil blood within the left ventricle of the heart, which is where all the desires are sourced. Essentially, you get rid of your nefesh abayamit, you get rid of your your animal soul, which is all these evil lusts, and then you transform them on to holiness. Um, essentially, you're getting rid of all that uh, those evil traits and you become a vessel for Hashem. And this is a beautiful parable Rabban is going to bring us to explain the matter a little bit more deeply. But whenever you put something, something physical before something spiritual, it creates a shade. For example, we're going to see here. When you try to um, prevent the light of something spiritual from reaching somewhere else by putting something physical in there, it creates a shade. Meaning, for example, you, the light of the sun is trying to reach the ground. The tree is blocking the, the, a, the certain piece of the ground. So it will create a shade around that area in which the tree um, is blocking. So this is uh, logical. According to the physicality and the, great, the, the, the extent of how big that physical thing is that stands before the other thing, this will determine how much shade is created. For example, um, um, what's a good example? For example, a person walking um, will only create a certain amount of shade, but a big tree will create a greater amount of shade because the tree is bigger than the human. Kegon, for example, if you, for example, if you put a stick standing um, opposite the light of the sun, you create a small amount of shade according to the measure of that stick, that staff, because the staff is small, the shade is small. But when you um, lift something very big um, against the light of the sun, you create an even bigger shade, an even bigger shade. And so too, whenever you make a, a big house, that when you, you construct a big house, it creates an even bigger and bigger shade. The greater the thing is, the more the shade. The bigger the thing is, the more the shade. And what is the shade? The shade represents where? The shade represents the concealment and the hiddenness of God's light. Now we're trying to understand um, how this has to do with the parable above, or how this has to do with the lesson above, lesson 172, about the idea of nullifying your evil desires. And we're going to see what this has to do. And therefore, According to how much a person is entrenched within a certain evil desire or trait, so to the more you are entrenched within that that evil trait, the bigger the shade you create, um, blocking out the light of God's honor. And so to you conceal from yourself the light of Hashem. Why? Because that desire within you is creating a massive shade, preventing you from. Preventing, pre- preventing God's light, God's kavod from reaching you. But according to how one nullifies the midot and the ta'avot, whenever you nullify the midot and the ta'avot, um, your evil traits and desires, according to how much you nullify yourself, according to how much you attain this nullification, this will determine how much you nullify that shade. And therefore, the more you remove your desires, the more you reveal Hashem's light, His glory. Until a person merits to nullify absolutely everything. Until a person becomes entirely 
uh, for naught and for nothing, meaning he becomes completely nullified before Hashem to the point where he is a vessel for Hashem's light. Meaning, Rabbi is speaking to each and every individual, no matter where he finds himself. No matter how small or how big, he could be the biggest rasha. He too, even the biggest rasha, can also, as long as he uh, invests the time and the effort and he puts all his life into this, he too can attain this level and where he becomes Ayn and Ephes. We see that even the greatest tzaddikim um, went through very dark places. Uh, even Yehoshua Binun. How did Yehoshua Binun become such a bitul to become the moon to the light of Moshe Rabbeinu? This is the definition of bitul. Rabbi Natan, the, the student of Rabbeinu, these great tzaddikim. Yehoshua Binun, you know what we say about Yehoshua Binun? There's a midrash uh, written by Rabbeinu Nisi that says Yehoshua Binun um, was responsible for killing his own father. He was actually in Egypt, he was working with the Egyptians. He didn't know it was his own father, but he was working with the Egyptians to kill uh, certain Jews. And um, he was literally a beheader. And uh, he ended up finding out that he had killed his own father. He had no idea who this Jew was standing before him. He was, he was the person who was executing the punishment. And he ended up uh, killing his own father. And when he found out, he, he did uh, tshuva. Later came to Moshe Rabbeinu, and this is the entire story. It's, a, it's an incredible story teaching us how even Yehoshua Minun the, the person who led the Jewish people into Echet Israel, the main student of Moshe, the student of Moshe Rabbeinu, the person who is ultimate bitul, the one who's always standing next to Moshe Rabbeinu, he too went through a dark period in his life. That it shows that no matter where a person is, he too can attain these great levels, as long as you're willing to put in the time and the sacrifice to sacrifice your your desires for this world, which is of course much better. Uh, then we think it's, uh, this is the ultimate advantage in this world. This world, we, we come out with nothing, Rabbeinu teaches us. So as long as we understand that and we know that in the beginning, then we will put in the effort that will allow us to attain these levels that Rabbeinu tells us uh, will help us attain true simcha and real happiness, true, true happiness, not the happiness that everyone tells us we can get through the desires of this world, which is all fake and shaker. So Rabbeinu was saying, the true happiness, the true light of Hashem Ibach you will experience is whenever you nullify yourself and you nullify your desires. The more you nullify your desires, the more you become a vessel for Hashem. And then, God's glory will be revealed throughout the entire earth. Because there will not be a single thing that's, that's left, that remains, that will conceal the light of Hashem Ibach and will create a shade, God forbid. Meaning that, there is nothing that is within you that's preventing God's light from reaching you. And, and we just proved it by the fact that these tavot, whether it's sleep, whether it's money, whether it's honor, whatever it might be, it's all preventing Hashem's kavod from reaching us. So the more we nullify ourselves, the more we do things for the sake of God, the more we become a vessel for Hashem, the more we experience, and the more we're spiritually sensitive to Hashem's light, the more happy we, we become, the more we realize that this is the truth. So it's all a matter of sacrifice. And it's all a matter about how much effort we put into this. As a, a student came to Rabbeinu once, and Rabbeinu was sitting at a table, and um, he was at a table. He was at a table with all the students, and Rabbeinu was telling them about the levels he attained. And this, one of the students got up and said, "But Rabbeinu, you're the great grandson of the Bashem Tov. It's normal you attained this. You have a very big soul." And Rabbeinu looked at him and he said, "This is absolutely incorrect." He said, "Even if I was born in the lowest family of the Jewish people, in the family that..." a family that, that was completely off from Judaism, I would have still attained the level that I did simply because of the effort. Because the main thing is the hishtadut. It's not about the neshama. It's all about the hishtadut, about the effort a person puts in. This is it. This is what it means when it says in the verse, that God's glory fills the entire earth. 
Hanu min lo. What is melo? Melo is a play on the words min lo from the law, from the nothingness. Meaning what? Meaning when you merit to become nothing, when you merit to nullify all your desires as if they didn't exist, through this, through this the glory of Hashem fills the entire earth. Meaning the, from the law, from the bitul, from the nullification, one, bring, one brings glory, uh, the glory of Hashem to fill the earth. And through this, God's glory will um, be revealed throughout all the olam, through all the world. There will be nothing that uh, will conceal the light of Hashem in Bach's glory. And uh, there is nothing that can create a shade there. Why? Because you're, you're a complete receptacle for God's light. So Baruch Hashem, this is a very awesome piece of advice that Rabban was teaching us. That if you really want to experience Hashem's greatness, it means to nullify yourself as much as possible. That means to put in the effort every single day to do the Bodadu that Rabban was so uh, emphasized. Every single day to speak for at least an hour to Hashem Bach. And the best time to do this is at Chatzot, at uh, midnight, which is six hours, uh, literally six hours, 60 minutes times six, six hours after Tzedek Ochavim, nightfall. Uh, this is uh, Chatzot, whether it's in the winter, whether it's in the summer, this is the true Chatzot. Um, and the first two hours, starting from those six hours, so for example, if nightfall is at 8.30, then at 2.30 is Chatzot Laila up until 4.30. Uh, this is uh, the way it works uh, for every time. As long as the night time has six hours, then this is the way it works. So, Baruch Hashem, um, this is uh, a very uh, awesome thing. Thank God, Baruch Hashem, thank God that we have such an uh, amazing piece of Torah that we can be reinforced with. That Rabban was teaching us that no matter where a person is, he too can attain these great levels that he had attained as well. And uh, this is all the encouragement that we need to engage on this journey and this uh, to put in all the effort that we need to become tzaddikim.